0: This is Steve Robbins. This is my 10th anniversary show, and we thought it would be fun to recap some of what I've learned about productivity in the 10 years that I've been hosting the Get It Done Guys quick and dirty tips to work less and do more. My day job when all of this started was executive coaching and public speaking. Productivity was just a personal interest, and it was something that the clients needed in order to make time to follow up on the coaching work that we actually did together. The podcast was just a fun, creative outlet, and as it grew, I actually had to stop and reflect and really understand productivity in a lot more depth. Here are some of my reflections from the last 10 years of productivity. One, technology is a seductive siren, often not a solution. I believe for many of us, the biggest obstacle to personal productivity is now technology. Now, this wasn't always true, but Silicon Valley has discovered that addicting users is a far better business model than serving users, They're essentially making toys, not tools. Take, for example, the new iPhone X. It can unlock my phone with my face. Great. Typing a six-digit passcode was really the number one source of productivity loss in my life. (sighs) Ah, well, at least it can take beautiful selfies more easily. But I'm not a narcissist. I don't care. I just want to be able to, I don't know, delete my completed reminders, which you can't do. Or search for a street name and have it find that street in the city that my GPS says that I'm in, rather than finding the same-named street in Bangladesh. They aren't even pretending to develop anything useful anymore. And it's you and I who pay the cost. Our conversations are dumbed down, our creativity time is replaced with interruptions and cat pictures. Oh, cat pictures? I just love cat pictures. Especially tabby cats, oh, they're so cute. Oh, wait, where was I? Right, distraction. Yes, right. And the very nature of multitasking tools is that they provide a single context for very different activities, which muddies those things together in our brains and makes it very hard to focus on any one thing for long enough to get into flow. Number two, it isn't always personal. While we talk about productivity, it isn't always personal. Personal productivity is all about the things that you and I can do better, stronger, and faster on our own. How you can be your own personal superman, superwoman, supertransman, supertranswoman, Super superperson when you step out of your Clark or Clarissa Kent secret identity. But remember, the Clark or Clarissa Kents of the world have a day job working with other people. That's organizational productivity. You need things. You need to coordinate handing off those things. And you need to give things to other people. Smoothing over those handoffs and redistributing work to flow gracefully, that's all about organizational productivity. When things aren't getting done, don't assume that it's always you. Look at how work is spread around and handed off. Sometimes everyone's doing the best that they can, and it's the organization that's actually causing the problems. So you may be an individual pearl, but if you're on a necklace that's being worn by a swine, you'll still get muddy. Three. Downtime is valuable. There's a natural ebb and a flow to work. If there are no natural pauses in your work, it means that you're probably doing something redundant or you're doing multiple jobs. It also means that you're getting no time to think, reflect, learn, or get better. When you have downtime, rather than filling it with activity, grab a piece of paper and pencil—yes, stay off your computer or smartphone—and doodle while daydreaming. Yes, daydreaming. It turns out that research shows that's when your brain is the most creative. So set it free! That will also make it much more tender when it's requisitioned by the generals during the zombie apocalypse. Four. Productivity isn't visible. When you see someone at their desk with their feet up, binge-reading the entire series of Wonder Woman comics— I'm still trying to get on her calendar— you think, Huh, what a lazy bum. We're clearly not giving them enough work. Triple their workload. They're underutilized. ha. <laughs> what you don't think is— Ha, how productive! They're so productive that they got their work done in two hours, they should get to go home early. And that's because productivity and laziness look exactly the same from the outside. In one case, because the work is done. In the other case, because the work hasn't been started. If you're going to become more productive, do the social engineering necessary so that you are perceived as being more productive, which, of course, is more work to fill up some of your otherwise Wonder Woman reading time. Five. Why matters. Humans are weird. We decide we want to reach a goal, so we start working towards that goal. We optimize everything we do to go faster and faster, and then we often forget the goal and we end up spinning off in a different direction entirely. But we do it very efficiently. So every now and then, stop and ask, why am I doing this? And make sure that you're headed for a why that matters. Why are you reading email? Why are you writing that report? Why are you taking inventory? We assume that all these tasks are valuable, but maybe they aren't. Make sure that you know. It's far better to do the right thing inefficiently than the wrong thing very productively. 6. Optimizing the wrong thing doesn't matter. When you do decide to optimize something, think hard about what. We optimize what we're most aware of, whether or not it's the real problem. Dealing with email overload? An artificial intelligence auto-folder category label sorting system that's Siri-compatible might be the wrong answer, even though it was just included in your latest laptop. Maybe the real problem is that your role and boundaries need to be more clear to the people who want to contact you. If you have a desk job that involves a lot of computer work, probably the two biggest optimizations you can do is learn to speed-read a screen and touch type. Those activities make up 90% of most screen time, and a 10% boost in typing speed will carry over into virtually everything. Oh yeah, stop text messaging. Please, learn to make a 30-second phone call. You'll quintuple your efficiency. Seven. Tools are toys. Oh, as I said before, many productivity tools aren't developed by people who understand you or your workflow, but by engineers who have a hypothetical reason why their cool tool will help you do better. I used to be one of those engineers. A smartphone-controlled turnip twaddler? Life was heaven working on such awesome-sounding, world-changing, disruptive technologies! And in retrospect, I had no clue what real-life turnip twaddlers actually needed— But building my hypothetical tool was sure a lot of fun. When you find a tool that works for you, great, use it. But make sure it's actually providing value by measuring. Just the cost of switching systems can eat up any productivity gains of the new quote-unquote better tool. Eight, tech tools make your work more fragile. Every tool that you incorporate into your workflow makes you dependent on that tool. Now imagine you have a business that depends on a careful interlinking of 19 different websites, all managed from a cell phone app. If any one of the links in that network goes down, or goes out of business, or has a server crash, or has a typhoon, your entire business might get screwed. My cell phone is the center of my digital life. It broke, and I could get nothing done for two days until getting it replaced. My zombie army generals were going crazy without the ability to send me text messages. They're not that great at decision-making on their own. And I couldn't even log into websites because I couldn't receive the login verification text messages that are, of course, sent to my cell phone. When a tool works, it's great. But consider the time and effort that it takes to keep the tool working, as well as the costs if the tool breaks. Productivity is a double-edged sword. If you do it right, you'll personally be more productive, and you'll have time left over to read Wonder Woman. Just be thoughtful. Make sure it's getting you where you want to go. And make sure that the tools themselves really do deliver on their promise. If you can also tackle the organizational productivity problems that get in your way, you'll be able to turbocharge the results you get everywhere in your life. And then, when the zombie apocalypse comes, you'll surely be spared, because you'll be much too valuable to be lunch. I'm Steve A. Robbins. Follow Get It Done Guy on Twitter and Facebook. You want some great keynote speeches on productivity, living an extraordinary life, or entrepreneurship? Hire me. Find me at steverrobbins.com or join my personal mailing list by texting get it done to 33444. You'll also get a free copy of my secret book chapter on how to build relationships that help you succeed. Work less, do more, and have a great life. Hey there, Brenda. It's Carol. Exactly. So, which leg are we operating on?